With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, everybody, in the steam room that is the South Point studio. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of humid. Kind of hot. Heard, heard uh, Dustin went down to a tank top yesterday. Did he? I wish I had that option this morning. It might be seeing the same thing. <laughs> yesterday's segment two, I had uh, sweat dripping down my back. Luckily got through it. Just wanted to update all y'all on that. <laughs> Anything you need to know about koala bears this morning to start the show, Kelly? Anything? Nothing? No, 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 okay. no. No, but I've got a, uh, I got a hot take for you. Do you? Yeah. What? In the past three days, I've seen Oppenheimer. Okay. Oh. And then yesterday, I watched those UFO hearings on YouTube with the comment section rolling. <laughs> I'll take that over Oppenheimer any day of the week. That was way more, way more entertaining. People are so funny. Man. Oh man, people are They're... people are just the greatest and the worst. <laughs> you're, you watch you listen, watch some of those comments. You're like, I wish I were that funny. They are so clever <laughs> sometimes. Really uh, you didn't go see Barbie. Is that the what you're trying to tell everybody? Really? I haven't seen Barbie. I still okay. have my watch list. I right, guess just checking, just making sure. Uh, on the show today. Not only the crack man unscripted, Bill Krakenberger, as is always the case on Thursday, but inside the crack hour. We call it the crack hour? I think we can. Yeah. Teddy Atlas will join us. The great Teddy Atlas to talk. And I am pumped, Kelly, because I know y'all get all charged up about UFC, but I love me some boxing. The sweet science of boxing. Great Um, fight weekend between UFC and boxing. the The best boxing match of the year, Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford for the unified welterweight title of the world. Uh, we have gotten uh, many requests to talk about this. The greatest man who could, uh, Teddy Atlas, going to give his thoughts on that fight this Saturday night in Vegas. Crawford, uh, a right now a minus 150-ish favorite, though shop around. Uh, Crawford has taken money since this was uh, first opened uh, some time ago. But Terrence Crawford, minus 150 right now against Errol Spence Jr. We'll get the uh, sense from Teddy how he thinks it'll go if that line is right if it's bettable. What about the uh, total at 10 and a half with the over to- with the over heavily juiced? We'll get into all that with Teddy a little later on. Uh, Kelly and I will talk more football today, more NFL. We go to the AFC East today after the Aaron Rodgers contract news where he has taken a pay cut. Uh, Dalvin Cook, by the way, in perhaps as a direct result of that, uh, the Jets facility today. Maybe the Jets will sign him. Maybe Brees Hall, not as uh, quick on the recovery as they had anticipated. So we'll talk AFC East today. Uh, we'll talk some NFL awards as well, what Kelly has bet thus far, what I have bet thus far. 
Um, but first, about the koala bears, about uh, soccer, Women's World Cup. Yesterday, Paul Carr split his two bets, did not hit the uh, the bet on the USA, but he did hit the under on his other play, which was the plus 140 play, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, plus 140 on Portugal-Vietnam under, two and a half. That had two goals scored, had two early goals, and then he, he made it the distance, 2-0 final in favor of Portugal. Chris Felica, though, avoiding koala bears at his uh, – at his really, you know, positive outcome to avoid them. We went into it yesterday. We won't delve into it anymore. Three and one yesterday with his picks. How about that, Ooh. Kelly? Three and one, baby. How about that? The only thing he missed was the uh, no on both teams to score in the Nigeria-Canada game. How do you get that one wrong? Come on. Nigeria three, Canada two. It was a tough tournament <laughs> for Canada because they lost their best two players, the top two scorers. What was the result of that game? Three, two in the end. Wow. Yeah, it was it was nil nil deep into the first half, and then Nigeria let an easy one go through. Nigeria scored right before I think in stoppage time in the first half, and then they went up three to one, held on for the three to two win. Uh, so today, off of his three and one, he's got five picks, five picks. Um, in case you're uh, ready to back Felica once again, including by the way of his uh, wins yesterday. Backing the Netherlands plus the half a goal because the USA and Netherlands end up in a 1-1 tie. Although, you know, Paul Carr can sort of take solace because he was the opposite. He can sort of take solace in that the U.S. was knocking at the door over and yeah. over in the second half of that game. Just could not uh, get the uh, the game winner or take a bigger lead, in fact, beyond the one goal. But anyway, uh, Felica today, the five plays, two in the Argentina-South Africa game. He's got Argentina plus a half goal. Uh, win or tie is how we put it here up on the screen, or under two and a half, minus 115, and under two and a half. So he's playing Argentina win or tie, not two and a half, not plus a half. That's my my bad on that. But he's got Argentina win or tie. That's my, uh, I guess, plus a, plus a half. I don't know what the juice is on the plus a half. Yeah, no, you think it's right. pl- yeah. plus a half. Yeah, I was correct. Argentina plus a half goal and the under two and a half. His thinking there that South Africa. While they played well against Sweden on the surface, the underlying numbers weren't so great. Uh, they just had it 31% of the time, the uh, soccer ball, that is. One corner kick didn't generate many dangerous chances at all. And Argentina probably deserved a better fate against Italy. Uh, so he's got the Argentina winner tie, and then he's got the under two and a half, expects it to be a low-scoring affair. Pick number three after those two is in the England-Denmark game. He's got Denmark's team total at under a half a goal. Denmark did beat China one to nil. You know how many shots on goal they had in that game, though, Kelly? One. One. Wow, I guessed right. Yeah. Now, probably that'll get them through the knockout round. It should be stated. But That's efficient shooting. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, England, on the other hand, they needed a uh, penalty uh, retake to get past Haiti. But looking at their deeper numbers in that match, uh, 2.9 expected goals, 10 shots on goal, 71% possession. Probably deserved a much bigger win than that one did nothing affair, one nil affair against Haiti. So he's got Denmark to be stymied by England. Team total for Denmark, under a half a goal. And then in China, in Haiti, in that match, he's got two plays. He's got the under two and a half as well. And he's taking the both teams to score no, again, at minus 124, shop around. He does allow for the possibility this very much could end up nil-nil, but he's going to uh, bank on the fact that he thinks China will be able to break down Haiti for a goal in open play, something England, England could not do, by the way. Uh, so he's going to take the under two and a half and the no on the both teams to score. Wouldn't surprise him about a nil-nil, but that's how he's playing it. So those are his five plays of the day. Uh, we wanted to update also something here before 
uh, at the top of the show that we talked about yesterday at the top, which was baseball adjusted season win to uh, adjusted season win totals vis-a-vis the fan graphs projected season win totals at this point in the season, again, roughly at the 100 game mark. And the problem with doing it yesterday was nobody had them up, the adjusted season win totals. No book did. So we had to go back to the last ones that existed. Well, multiple books have them up this morning. I happened to take the Will Hill books, the William Hill ones, not our Will Hill, but William Hill. And these are the biggest differences. The biggest differences between the Fangraph's projected number at this very moment, on a very slim, short baseball slate, by the way, and what the betting number is at William Hill. And again, shop around from book to book. But the biggest difference is, and we keep beating this down here, day after day, it's the Oakland Athletics. Oakland Athletics, whether we have Mark Borchard in here, whether we're citing fan graphs in this case, they're very similar. Analytics guys. 52 is what it's projected at fan graphs. Right now, you can bet the Oakland Athletics at William Hill at 47 and a half wins. So that is a four and a half game difference between the fan graph and I believe Mark Borchard projections roughly and what you can bet at William Hill. So the instinct there ought to be over. They're bad. They just might not be that bad. Pirates, the difference is four games as well. Also, Fangraphs projecting them four games better than what you could bet them at, 73 from Fangraphs. William Hill, you can bet the Pirates. The Buccos are set at 69 right now in their adjusted season win total. Royals also have a four-game difference. Fangraphs has them at 54. William Hill has that betting number at 50. So again, the instincts on the Athletics, the Pirates, and the Royals per Fangraphs ought to be to bet the current over adjusted season win total. And then uh, the Dodgers are the opposite. The Dodgers are three-game difference, but Fangraphs actually has them at 91, and their adjusted season win total at William Hill is 94, so that's a three-game difference the other way. And then the Marlins is the only other team with a more of uh, with any bigger than a two-game difference between adjusted season win total and Fangraph projection. Marlins are two-and-a-half difference, 85 projected at Fangraphs, 82-and-a-half currently at William Hill. I will say one caveat we talk about strength of schedule often when we talk NFL. We will also today when we, we talk AFC East. Uh, we'll allude to it. Baseball with 60 games left, you're really talking about just very slight differences in strength of schedule over a 60-game stretch. But I will just cite the extreme ones on this list of five. And the Marlins do have the second hardest remaining schedule in all of baseball. Their aggregate opponents adjusted win percentage is 520. So don't rush just based on this. It, I guess is what I'm saying to bet the Marlins over. The one that does corroborate though is the Royals. The Royals have the 26th hardest, in other words, the fifth easiest remaining schedule in all of baseball. And I'll only cite the extremes again because these are not really that wide of a difference from top to bottom. But the Royals, who again, the instinct here is to say per fan graphs to bet the over. You got a four game bulge here between that and the adjusted season win total, they've got the 26th hardest or the fifth easiest remaining strength of schedule, 488, the the aggregate win percentage of their remaining opponents. So hopefully there's a bet to be triggered there, and it, it would lead to those top three, I think, the Athletics, the Pirates, and the Royals, all of which the instinct ought to be to bet over. Yeah, I'm wondering, too, how much of this is... You know, maybe a little liability for the sports books, right? Like they've probably been taking under bets Might on be. the A's, yeah. right? The Pirates, the Royals. I guess so. I guess it's the a great Mar- point and the over, right, on the Dodgers, right? It would be the other way with the Dodgers. So the Marlins maybe is the most interesting uh, one to me there. Hey, 
liability schmiability, as my mom would say, right? But <laughs> exactly, I think, but yeah. I think you're probably right, right? Part of that could be uh, based on uh, each sports book that that is in the mix as well. Other thing, the biggest thing, obviously, in baseball yesterday, and I've been saying this on this show for the better part of a month now, ever since we've been talking about trade deadline, Shohei's not going to get traded, and Tom Verducci finally reported it yesterday. Shohei not going to get traded by the Los Angeles Angels. In fact, not only are they not going to trade Shohei, but they added Lucas Giolito yesterday and Reynaldo Lopez from the Chicago White Sox for two prospects. So the Angels all in. I get it. Let's hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time. Is it mechanically a smart franchise move? No. But ladies and gentlemen, sometimes real life gets in the way, and there is no chance that Moreno was going to trade Shohei. He stays, at least for the rest of the year. AFC East next, right here at Visa. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 uh, later this week, which I guess would mean tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be done with it. I will give my review of the show succession, which I know most people have already watched, but I'm just getting around to finishing it. And let me just state the headline Kelly in advance, which you and I appear to have agreed upon here in this break. Oh my God. How overrated was that show? Yeah. It's good. It's perfectly Bro, fine. Nothing happened after season <laughs> one. Okay. That's for tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, All right, AFC East. Uh, This on the heels. Yesterday we talked NFC West um, because of the the Brock Purdy news that he was reporting. Obviously the Bosa um, holdout as well. So we talked NFC West. Let's talk some AFC East today because 
Aaron Rodgers signing a reworked contract in which he voluntarily reduced his salary by about 35 mil. Kelly, you, you are going to reduce your salary by about 35 mil, you think? No, nah, I'm Willingly? good. Willingly? I'm good. That's not very nice of you. Uh, Rodgers, 39 years old, signed a two-year $75 million contract, fully guaranteed, his source said. He was due to make close to $110 million in guarantees on his previous contract. This is an uncommonly large pay cut, it should be noted. One that will provide financial flexibility for the organization, it's Canadian, over the next two years. So he's doing the Tom Brady thing, right? Although late yes. in his career, he's doing the Tom Brady thing, it should be noted. Yeah, $110 million, $75 million. What's the difference, Kelly? Well, there's that, and it's where he's still going to be on. He'll be on the books for the Jets like five years from now. It's yeah. just kind of spreading out the pay a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, look, I mean, it's 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 a big deal when you allow the the 100%. team cap space to go out and sign other people, and we've seen that directly correlate today because Dalvin Cook is yep. all the world is he's down there and going to be visiting uh, this weekend in New York. And if you've been tracking those next team odds at all over at DraftKings, that was. I think plus 400 on the Jets yesterday, down to minus 200 this morning. I'm going to guess off the board right now because those reports are moving fast. Yeah. Jets, of course, behind the Bills in terms of the betting favorite at the uh, for the AFCs. The Bills at 10.5 season win totals pre-flop. They're plus 120 to win the division. Jets are not at 9.5, plus 270 to win the AFCs. Dolphins also at 9.5 at 3-1. to one. And then there's the Patriots. Bill Belichick and the Patriots have not finished last in this division since 2000, the year 2000, the year before Tommy got there. Uh, they're 8-1 to one to win this division. Let's just start with the Jets, first of all, because, and I know there's a lot of excitement. They got a lot of good players, man. The, the mm-hmm. Jets are stacked on offense and defense. A little offensive line issue, though. We shouldn't gloss over that. But the biggest sort of scheduling quirk, if we can call it that, that came out, their first six games, and you can talk them up as much as you want, but their first six games are home Buffalo, at Dallas, home New England, home Kansas City, at Denver in the elevation, and home Philly. That's before your bye. Kelly, if you gave them truth serum right now and you're like, we'll give you three and three, they would run to take that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're talking about... Seventh toughest schedule overall based off of win total. Mm-hmm. Toughest schedule first six weeks of the year. No doubt about that. That is brutality. So the, the only issue with people getting all bullish about the Jets is, uh, let's give them a Patriots win. And I guess for, for being generous, let's give them a Broncos win. But that's generous. Sure, yeah. Okay, so, but two and four seems to be the most likely outcome here. If you're two and four, maybe the way to play them is the in-season adjusted I, season I win total. I think you have to. Yeah. If you're looking at betting on the Jets this season, I think you have to wait. Wait till that bye week. See, see where things are at. Yeah. Because you, you just you might be able to get a lot better number than where things are at right now. As for the Bills, I mean, I asked Mike Pritchard, you know, our own Mike Pritchard, what's the team you think might be sort of overrated in the NFL? He, he says the Buffalo Bills, and you know. Sean McDermott taking over defensive play calling duties this year. Um, that'll be interesting. Tremaine Edmonds uh, lost this offseason, their middle linebacker. Offensive line also a liability with them. They lost Roger Saffold. Uh, according to Warren Sharp, the Bills allowed a 44% pressure rate in last season's postseason and now face a schedule of opposing pass rushers that's top five in difficulty. And let's not forget they lose a home game because they're considered the home team against Jacksonville and London. And Jacksonville will already have been in London, hanging out, acclimating. 
to the time zone. By the way, two hours for me last night, Kelly. Time zone. <laughs> Jet lag still in full effect. So that's, I mean, that's part of what Pritch is talking about. Now that the Bills still the justified favorite, yes, but I guess is what we're all saying. I, I, so, yeah, I do. I, I did further digging into this uh, this division yesterday, so t- took a lot of notes away from credit each team. But, man, this is the one that, you know, I've been pretty high on the Bills. I'm really high on Josh Allen. It's just, look, they had some, they had some offensive line issues last year that I don't know that they really went out and saw, really improved all that much. And the weapons around Josh Allen, right? He, I think Dalton Kincaid was, looks like it would be a good draft uh, draft pick for them to add to add to his weapons. But you're talking about losing. Not, not some of these guys weren't the biggest contributors, but. Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley, all lost from that wide receiving core. Um, you don't really replace it with with a whole lot. It's just there's we know there was off field issues or whatever between Stephon Diggs and whatever's going on with this Bills team. He says he's fine now. He says he's fine, but yeah. they are so reliant on him in that wide yeah. receiving core, and then Josh Allen to do almost everything with a with a decent defense. I just think th- this this division. Got a whole lot tougher, I think, with the the Dolphins to continuing to get better. Well, so that's who I want to ask yeah. you about. Yeah, and then the Jets obviously adding Aaron Rodgers. I think this is – I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Bills finish second or third in this In division. some weird way, with all the Aaron Rodgers hype and the Bills being the Bills, having had the success they had. But, by the way, perilously close to ending up, you know, as the Jim Kelly-led version of the Bills who lost that many Super Bowls. Obviously, this version has not gotten to a Super Bowl yet, but uh, the lack of a Super Bowl title being the uh, – the comparison that I'm making, are we sleeping on the Dolphins, who haven't won a playoff game as a franchise since 2000, the year 2000. Mm -hmm. Jay Fiedler was their quarterback then. They significantly improved the defense. Jalen Ramsey in tow. Vic Fangio, their defensive coordinator. Say what you will about Fangio as a head coach, but no one questions his ability as a coordinator. It's Tyreek and Waddle as your your wideouts. And Tua for, for, you know, those who, listen, Injury concerns, absolutely. absolutely. Concussion concerns, absolutely. But when he's on the field, yeah, uh, eight and one to start in his first nine starts that everybody cites. But how about this? Finished second among quarterbacks in expected points added per play last year. Only Patrick Mahomes better. Is this the team we're sleeping yes, on? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm actually. I might shop around a little bit. I think if they're, I think I would want more than three to one because I, I think Jets and Bills. I'm going to give both of them their due respect. I agree with that. I I'd was hoping more, I was hoping for more bang for the buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was closer to four to one, I actually think I'd take a stab on the Dolphins a bit in this division. Yeah, I just, and, and the Patriots are just going to be awful. Right? Well, I think they're going to be okay. Awful. But let's talk about that. Let's let's define awful. Okay, last place, fourth out of four in the AFC East, mm-hmm. which which maybe besides the AFC North and or maybe not besides the AFC North is probably the toughest division in football, yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. So one A or one yeah one A one B with the AFC North. So the Patriots could like would you would you hate it if I said they might be the best last place team in football? Maybe, maybe not. Right, the AFC North again will have something to say about that. Yeah, but maybe, maybe they are that. Okay, obviously, they won the AFC seventeen of nineteen years, including eleven in a row. Uh, they haven't finished last, as I mentioned, in this division since 2000. Bill Belichick's first season with the team. 25 and 25 straight up since Tom Brady left. 25 and 25. Mm-hmm. But that whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge thing is now by the wayside. I mean, that was Belichick's one gaffe and, you know, one glaring thing where it's like only he thought that was a good idea. So it's Bill O'Brien as the OC. 
Juju is in tow. Mike Gesicki is there. They did lose Jacoby Myers, the law firm of Jacoby Myers. But the schedule is also a problem. Let's go to Sharp Football Analysis. Warren Sharp projected to be the single toughest yep. in the NFL. Yep. So there's that, and that's the problem. And arguably last year, their worst offensive season under Belichick, 18.2 offensive points per game, their fewest since that year of 2000. And I'm just not a Mac Jones guy, but that schedule's brutal. Me either. And you're right. I should, I should, uh, let me be a little bit more careful with yeah. my wording. If this team is in the NFC, yeah. they'd probably be right in the hunt for an NFC wildcard uh, pick. Absolutely. But uh, they're not. They're in the AFC and they're in the AFC East. This schedule is brutal, partially because of the division they're in. I think this defense is still going to be good this year. I even think the offense should be better than what it was last year. Kind of hard for them not to be. But I think they'll be better than they were last year. I still think they're dead last in the AFC. So yesterday I said the best bets for me in the NFC West were the Cardinals under, even the even despite the fact that they're four and a half. I still think they're that dreadful that they under four and a half. And the Seahawks to make the playoffs at minus 120 in the weaker NFC. What's the best bet in this division? Maybe Bills under their win total. Really? I think that's where I'd look. I don't think I have one. I don't know that I will be betting anything yeah. in this division, but I think that's where I'd look. Either that or if you could find Long Dolphins. Long odds. Dolphins odds to win the division and maybe a little bit of the Dolphins over. I, I would focus on the Dolphins because I think that is the team that in some strange way has gotten looked over here. We'll come back. Tim Lawson joins us to talk Women's World Cup next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide is out now, and our college football guide drops next week. It's college football week next week. Get previews and predictions for every D1 team and conference, best bets on futures and season win totals, plus an in depth breakdown of how you can use our betting splits and power rankings to make you smarter, better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl at an early bird discount of $175. Or sign up on a monthly subscription and get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything that VEASAN has to up your betting game. Remember, this offer ends July 31st, so don't miss out on these preseason deals. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to take advantage of these special offers and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at beating the book. Just want to get to a couple here before we get to Timmy. Uh, Corbin at uh, Corbino13. Thanks, Gil, for the suggestion on the quarterback series. Couldn't agree more. Didn't like the golf or tennis series at all on Netflix. This is a 10 out of 10 getting right, pumped up for football. Also forget all the dumb things that happened during the season, like like telling Mariota, don't fumble the ball. It was great. I have my highest recommendation to watch Peyton Manning's quarterback, again, featuring Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, which is an eight-episode series, which is just awesome. We'll get you so pumped for football. Nicholas Griggs. Oh, we got to talk about this real quick, Kelly, before we get to Tim. Do you remember Nicholas Griggs? This is <laughs> called a player retiring, about the worst you'll ever see. It's actually scored different than a walkover. Kelly would be disappointed. Okay, what he's referring to. Kelly, do you remember the day I came in here and I told you about, first of all, I had a few of these early in the tennis season where I had big dogs and they were up 5-2, ready to win in straight sets, and the other girl just, took her toys and went home. Mm-hmm. And if you and most books, it's a refund if they don't finish. There's some books that one said it's graded, but some most books you need it the full way to get graded. And it's like it's the worst betting experience ever because you get so angry. You're like, I made this un- I had this unbelievable handicap. We're about to win. It played out. And it yeah. just and they quit. They quit. So remember I came in here a few months ago and I was like, this dude, Hugo Gaston from France, do you remember what I was telling you he was playing Borna Korich and Korich hit the ball 
and it looked like it was going to be a winner. And then Corey, and then uh, Gaston just pulled a, a tennis ball out of his pocket and threw it up in the air. Yeah. To have a <laughs> to make the point not count or try to like you know had it has it let. So Gaston yesterday uh, was playing Tringoletti. It was it was the third and final set, the decider. Trigoletti was up 5-2, and Gaston is serving love 40. So Trigoletti has three match points. Do you know what Gaston did? He walks up to the net. He's like, I'm good. I'm done. So everybody who bet against Gaston, who were at books that weren't at a one-set graded shop, which is most of them that require refunds, is brutal. That is brutal. brutal. That is brutal. What? That, there's not many things in betting that still, after all these years, stick with you and get you angry. That is one of them. Is that a all? Do all books need to change? Because uh, like this isn't going to stop, right? Like I think that I think there has to be something. If it gets that far, you know, how like totals in the NFL, it's 55 minutes out of right. six. There's got to be some equivalent thing in tennis. Because when it gets that far, it's just like, oh, these guys are just messing around with each other at that point. Anywho. Thanks for that uh, tweet, Nicholas Griggs. Thanks for getting me all uh, riled up. I was not involved in that. I did, I did see a couple yeah. people tweeting about yeah. that yesterday. Uh, let's talk some soccer. Women's World Cup in the U.S. specifically. By the way, we talked about Felica was 3-1. and one. Uh, Paul Carr with a net win yesterday in his split. Tim Lawson, we didn't have him on, but he I believe he went 3-0 and because oh, he had the Netherlands uh, plus .75 goals, and then he also had the under, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I want to get this right. He had the under in the Portugal Match as well. Yeah, the, the Vietnam-Portugal. And then he had Nigeria plus one as a lean. So he's all over it. Tim Lawson from the Better Life podcast. Or the, the I should say better the, with the O-R, not E-R. The Better Life <laughs> podcast joins us now. How you doing, Timmy? Uh, I'm doing well, Gil. After, I mean, you more so than anybody knows that the the, the group stage up to this point has been a little choppy for me. Uh, trying to take, I took a couple positions on overs and of course didn't get there in a super under tournament, but uh, you know, going three and zero in the last set of games, uh, you know, as a better, it's really good for the morale, right. To be like, okay, maybe, maybe I haven't lo- lost touch on this. And so uh, I'm pumped going into the, the next half of the group stage. Before we get to some of your thoughts on these games coming up here, what did you learn from the, from the U S performance yesterday? They, they trail one nil. You and I sort of texted about this one. My single biggest complaint, let me just state by saying I am not as big of a soccer guy as you or as many people, but as the, the, my American sensibilities, my biggest complaint about soccer broadcasting is when a team goes to halftime down one nil, it just feels like the analysis boils down to the team with the one did everything right. And the team with the nil, Oh, they're just tactically, they're getting out maneuvered. They don't have the passion, right? Technically they're not doing it. Those soccer buzzwords. And I felt like that was the case yesterday at halftime. Then my other complaint is, okay, but then when that team comes by to tie it one-to-one, usually the tone completely changes. Oh, the coach changed everything up. It might have actually applied yesterday, though, even though even the coach said he didn't change anything up. It certainly looked like the U.S., not only tying it up at one apiece, could have knocked, you know, we're knocking on the door to do more. What was your biggest takeaway from them generally as a side? So I think it, 
I haven't brought this up publicly yet because uh, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, th th saying anything poor against the United States never goes well for you, right? Either you look like an idiot when, when they prove you wrong or no one wants to hear it, even if you're a little bit right. But this team is full of world-class players that just have not had the opportunity to gel, right? Look at their front line. Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman have only been playing for the national team for a couple of years at this level, right? They, and they just don't have enough you know, playing time in meaningful matches for us to really see them gel. And, you know, you have Alyssa Nair in, in goal, who's, you know, she's 35, 36 years old. She's in a, in a, in a year where her club's not performing uh, very well. And I think that she, you know, I think that goal, it was a great shot by the Netherlands, but I also think that Alyssa Nair from four years ago, maybe gets a better jump on that and, and stops it. So uh, I think this team is full of great players that are still, attempting to gel but the big takeaway on the positive side is Lindsay Horan is a fantastic leader uh most American fans may not know her because she plays in Europe versus with the NWSL she is the captain with Becky Sauerburn uh being uh being injured but not only is she a fierce competitor she I, be I believe that you know they may say they didn't do anything tactically I would bet that Lindsay Horan uh as captain motivated that team to get out there and play the top-notch soccer that we expect out of them. And she she went ahead, took the lead, and got the goal for them. So uh, I, I think we have tremendous talent that's still looking to gel. She was tremendous last night, for sure. We have three games coming up. We're still in the knockout stage here. We're still in the uh, group stage, I should say. Argentina, South Africa, England, Denmark, China, Haiti. What are your thoughts on any of those? Uh, I'm with Felika on Denmark not scoring. Uh, I think England just controls the match. They get their one or two goals to get the three points and they move on. Uh, I think I'm oppo on uh, Argentina, South Africa than Felika. I like the over two, which the, the total is now a two. Uh, South Africa, with only 30% of the possession against Sweden, still was ma uh, managed to get 11 shots off for a little over one XG. Uh, and I think they're going to be able to create chances with Argentina as well. Argentina's probably the better side, so they'll have their opportunities. I think over two might be a push at worst, in my opinion. Uh, so I, I like the over two there. Nothing in China, nothing in the China match for me. I, uh, for the past like two hours, I've been trying to convince myself to take China six to one to qualify out of the group because <laughs> uh, I think there's a path there. But six to one, it, it still isn't quite good enough for, or juicy enough for me to want to take it. So nothing in China for me. Wow, a two-hour conversation with yourself about that one thing. Speaking speaking of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of like futures at this point, is there a is there a side that that you know has come up where you're like, oh, this probably represents good value right now, or maybe it's not even a side to win it all. Maybe it is, you know, to get out of a group, or maybe it's an, it's one of these awards as well, like a golden boot type of thing. Yeah, I, I think you know the golden boot and and outright kind of look like they are where they should be, uh, especially you know as we're looking to see how the other juggernauts really fare out in their second uh, group stage game. But if you haven't if you haven't gotten any outright or top goal scorer action, and you're looking for an entry point, some books offer a outright winner plus goal uh, top goal scorer parlay and it's it's you know the the team and then one of their players and alexandra pop in germany is like 16 to 1 that's not a that's not a, that's a pretty good price if you think germany can get there they're probably going to do so with goals from alexandra so uh that's i think that that would be the that's the entry point i would take if i'm trying to get into the futures market the it, you know these nothing is really 
too surprising, except for what Nigeria did last night. They've definitely shaken up their uh, their group a little bit. But I looked up and down that uh, that um, the the getting out of the group and winning the group, and I couldn't find anything worth uh, worth supporting. All right, just to clarify on the way out, Tim, what was this? You just quoted a sixteen to one on on what now? On Alep for Germany to win outright, and Alexandra Pop to be the top goal scorer. So oh, wait, it's, a, a it's a parlay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we but would, yeah, but some sports books just offer the market, right? You don't have to manufacture. You, you don't have to get the parlay. They just offer it. And uh, sixteen to one. I think I got. I think I saw it at Caesars. Okay, Pop by herself to be the top goal scorer is plus four fifty. But Tim talking about the Germany Pop parlay there. Thank you, Tim. Always great to catch up, man. The better life. Where all podcasts are distributed. Thank you, yes, Thanks, Gil. My man. At The Better Life. B-E-T-T-O-R. Or on the Twitter machine. Kelly and I will come back. We'll talk NFL. More NFL. This time through the prism of awards. How about MVP? Offensive Rookie of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. That's next. Numbers Game Visa. The Sports Betting Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What does optimism look like? I'm on a quest to find the people who inspire us to dream more and do more. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. I talk to all sorts of people, from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to a hairdresser on Instagram who gives out free haircuts to the homeless, from the CEOs of the world's largest companies to the comedy writer who visited the wreckage of the Titanic. I love talking to leaders, artists, authors, and eccentrics about life, leadership, purpose, mental fitness, human skills, high performance, and other curious things. It leaves me feeling wiser, more inspired, and, well, more optimistic. Because after all, this is a bit of optimism. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look for it. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $100 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. And once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, that's a, making a deposit, I should say, they'll receive a $100 bonus. It's that simple. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager's settled, you'll receive a $100 bonus as well. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 and over to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bonus expires in 30 days. Gambling prom. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Massachusetts, Mississippi, and Nevada. Kelly in uh, friendship bracelet news, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we should do a segment on this every day. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. <laughs> Travis Kelsey upset he wasn't able to meet Taylor Swift. Says he took it personal. Someone should say should say personally, but you know that's not really the point of this. He had a he had a friendship ba- he had a friendship bracelet for Taylor Swift. So he said 
This is a quote from his podcast with his brother, Jason, New Heights Podcast. He said, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. That sounds bitter. <laughs> sounds bitter. He goes, so I was a little butthurt, his words, that I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. So Swifties, Swifties, but those are her fans, make the bracelets and hand them out to strangers and become friends at concerts. So he had one with his, with his phone number in it made out to her. He didn't get to meet her. He said he took it personal. That she, she was like, yeah, I'm good. She was I, like, I got a lot of questions about this. I do too. So, well, you just answered one of them. Which was? Like, why why a, fr- a bracelet? He shoot, but, but he's it's shooting a, his shot is what a, he's doing. It's a Taylor Swift thing, I guess. Yeah. I just learned that. Swifties. But then, like, how do you think Travis Kelsey goes about that? Like, is Travis Kelsey really at home in his, like, <laughs> however million-dollar mansion, like, at his kitchen table with, Engraving. like, Elmer's glue and, like, putting, like, a <laughs> bracelet together? Like, is that really happening? She was like, trouble, trouble. <laughs> NFL awards. Speaking of the NFL, um, let's look at some of these. Curious if there is a wager to be made. Have you made any bets on awards? What, what bets have you made, Kelly, so far? Uh, I have made, I have made some NFL bets. I have not made a single award bet. No, I haven't. But I'm, I, I want to have that discussion with you because I think this is an interesting year for a, a lot of these awards. Because I just don't, I, do I don't too. see much value in the in a preseason betting them. Well, it's like coach of the year. I I I kind of feel like I can make an intelligent, a somewhat intelligent argument about. Um, okay. You know, like Matt LaFleur, if Jordan Love ends up really good, maybe Matt LaFleur becomes like a coach of the year candidate. Like you can make those kinds of statements as coach of the year. But I'm with you on a lot of these other ones where I'm like, I'm just kind of throwing the dart. Let's start with MVP, shall we? We're Patrick Mahomes, as always, and he should be each and every year that he ever plays in this league. He's the short shot. Not by much, though. He's about, uh, I want to say, seven to one consensus on Patrick Mahomes. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. They'll just rack up throughout his career. Um, and it's the usual suspects right there with him, the Josh Allens of the world. Is there somebody, I mean, do you take the number on Patrick Mahomes right now, Kelly? Or do you? Or, or are you going to be cute with somebody else, I guess is the question. I mean, that. so that that's the thing, right? We're at a point where um, you're, you're talking about four or five guys kind of in the mix, it feels like, to actually win this award. And there are so many, there's so many markets up at DraftKings. Can't even get to like MVP. Yeah. All right. Mahomes seven to one, Burrow plus seven fifty, Josh Allen eight to one, Jalen Hurts eleven to one, Lamar Jackson fifteen to one. Like, I think that it likely comes from one of those five guys I just named. If you have conviction on a team having the best record in the AFC or in the NFL, then by proxy, yes. maybe this is the way to play it. I, I just think you said it the best way, but really key words there. I don't know if that applies to the NFC. Correct. So I don't That's think that, right. I don't think that automatically applies to a Jalen Hurts. I bet. would agree with that as well. I I, yep. I agree with you with exactly the way you just put it. If you are re- if there is one of these AFC teams that you are really high on, then yes, you you sprinkle a little money on this. I just I'm not right. Like I the the Bengals. The Chiefs, the Bills, it's those three teams again for me this year. And, I, yeah, I think I have the Bills by by far the third of those trio. But Josh Allen does so much for that team, I think he deserves to be up there still. Do you remember how static our power rankings were last year from yeah. week to week? Yeah. How they just didn't move? Yeah. 
I don't know why that just left into my head. Oh, what about an offensive player of the year? Let's so that's our thought on MVP. Offensive player of the year is sort of, for lack of a better thing, the depository of where the quarterback, where where you know, sort of quarterback will win the MVP. This is the wide. This has recently become the wide receiver mm-hmm. award, and Justin Jefferson is your reigning offensive player of the year. Correct. So by the way, I had most receiving yards. Jamar Chase installed as the betting favorite this year to be the offensive player of the year. This is an award given by the Associated Press. And you'll get double digits on these guys if you shop around. Jamar Chase, 11 to 1. Justin Jefferson, 13 to 1. Uh, these are at DraftKings, by the way. Christian McCaffrey, the first running back, installed at 15 to 1. I love that when they say installed. I installed him as a 15 to 1 <laughs> shot here. Nick Chubb, well, that's interesting. 17 to 1. That's kind of rando. And then Justin Fields and Tyreek Hill lead the 20 to 1 in over parade. But this is kind of like, yeah, if Jamar Chase has a huge season, if Justin Jefferson has a huge season. I mean, the top three, right? The top yeah. three feel feel like they're, fi- they're the group. They're the group, and yeah. it's likely coming from one of those three. I, I think the way I would attack this, if I was gonna make a bet, it's it's you're going way further down the board. Yes. You, you have the exact opposite feeling of me when it comes to the Tennessee Titans this year, and you think they're actually gonna be a good team in the mix, and maybe Derrick Henry at 30 to 1, there's some value on. Or you're all in on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and you think Garrett Wilson after his rookie of the year season is going to be so spectacular, 30 to 1 there. Yep. I would agree. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a way to play that. All right, defensive player of the year. I'm gonna run my head into the wall on this for a second straight year. You know where I'm going? Micah Parsons, once again, mm. plus 650. That was the exact number I got him at last year before the season. And for about, what do you say, two-thirds of the season last year, I'm like, I'm the smartest human being on earth. What a bet. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. I would go back to that well again, though. Why not? I get it. I get it. But this is, I, I, I feel like I'm saying the same thing with all, with all these, but it's, yeah. it's the top four here, right? It's, like it's coming four. from this top four. But, like, let's let's disabuse the notion of, like, you know how we were just talking about Felix Bautista and a reliever winning Cy Young and how that's just not likely to happen as much as that makes for an interesting discussion. It's just not likely to happen that somebody who gets eight or nine picks is going to get it either. Like, right. you'd have to get 13 yes, interceptions. Yes, yep. So, yeah, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, and Nick Bosa ought to be one, two, three, and four. Yeah, and then even like I think I think Max Crosby's going to have a lot more difficulty this year racking up the sack numbers. So like I think his his odds should even be longer than where they're at. So I I think there's a big drop down from that top four to where where yeah. I would consider next. I guess we're not like we don't have huge conviction on any of these thus far. What about offensive rookie of the year? Here I have a bet here on offensive I, rookie of the year. I might end up having a bet yeah. here as well. I have one. Uh, I I discussed the, the bets that I discussed the NFL week that you were gone, Kelly, and in somewhat of an upset. Kelly was on vacation this week, not me. Uh, <laughs> Giants under Giants alternate w- uh, season win total under because I am really bearish on the Giants. And the other one I did mention is offensive rookie of the year. I am kind of obsessed with Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Okay. 15 to 1. Uh, Bijan Robinson, of all people, is the uh, short shot here at plus 275. And then you have the parade of quarterbacks Bryce Young, 5 to 1. Anthony Richardson, 6 to 1. CJ Stroud, plus 850. Before you get back to a running back in Shamir Gibbs. But Jackson Smith and the Jigba is the short shot wideout. He's 15 to 1. Jordan Addison, 17 to 1. And Quentin Johnston, 22 to 1. Zay Flowers, 30 to 1. As the wideouts just flow from that point. But I listen, I keep going back to that thing where Jackson Smith and Jigba, 
have you like have you gotten that Rose Bowl performance out of your head? Have you gotten that conversation out of your head where um, Olave and Wilson and the jig and Smith the Jigbar are on that in that interview and they ask who's the best receiver and immediately Wilson and and Olave point to Smith the Jigbar. Yeah. He's that good. So I would take a pre-flop fifteen to one flyer on him. I really would. And I know he's not the quarterback, but I don't think those quarterbacks are in situations where they're going to win this. I just don't. See, I agree, I agree with you about Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young, I think, actually has a chance. Really? Because I think that Panthers team, I actually think they've got a chance in the NFC South. Because the, the division's The stay. division's so terrible. Yeah. I think the Saints are overrated a bit in that division where they're at currently. I think this is the year we could see this go back to back to quarterback. I think B, biggest point, I think Bijan is is too short. Way too short here. I think that Way you, too yeah, short. I think you could look at some of these other options. Yeah, that would not be a bet that I would uh, endorse at all. Interesting to look at, though. And again, comeback player of the year, DeMar Hamlin, is what? Minus 650 right now? And again, my position has always been he plays. Minus 285. Down to minus 285. Yeah. Well, if he plays, he gets it. Got to defend one pass, we've decided. Defends one pass, then he's your guy. The Crackman, Bill Krakenberger, unscripted with Crackman. Next, Teddy Atlas will join us as well. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.